This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Much like Edison and Ake, Walker and Akanji, Ruben Diaz and Johnny, Johnny Stones, we're all on our way to Istanbul. So join us for the final time before tomorrow's Champions League final as we preview just what might lie in store for Manchester City against Inter Milan. It's Friday the 9th of June. I'm Amos Murphy. I'm Ollie McCool. And I'm Lee Bartley. And this is the City Report podcast. Manchester United 1, Manchester City 6, it's 2 for Dzeko. Tottenham Hotspur 3, Manchester City 4. They have made the impossible possible. This episode of the City Report podcast is sponsored by Beer Monster, the best place to find your favorite brews for refreshingly low prices. Start the summer off right by ordering one of Beer Monster's draft tap machines so you, the listener, can pour the perfect pint from the comfort of your own home. Listeners to this show can snatch a further five pounds off their next order with the discount code CityPod05. That's CityPod05. UK only, T's and C's apply, drink responsibly. Well then, um, the last one, we're waving the boys goodbye. It's the disclaimer we're recording this on Tuesday so it isn't actually Friday but for you lot listening it is Friday I will be probably either nursing a hangover somewhere in Istanbul or getting about seeing the sights but Luke you're heading over to Turkey uh, this week Are you all sorted you all packed Are you ready to go Am I heck, mate? Um, <laughs> I've had an absolute shambles. I'm flying out on the Friday at uh, like quarter to five at night, getting Istanbul yeah. around about 11 ish, and then I, I leave again Sunday morning at 11 a.m. This to the is bar. a problem, Blues. Yeah, this, this is a problem, Blues, when you um, don't pre book your holidays and you just go wild <laughs> early on in the year, and then I'm, I've had a nightmare. Um, but yeah, um, I'm f- I'm driving down to Stansted and having to drive home, so it's going to be an absolute horrible weekend, but hopefully. It's going to be the best week of my life. That's what you, I hope you've just got back from a holly bob as well, haven't you? 
Yeah, I know. Um, let's just say I'm travelling well at the moment, in, <laughs> at, this, at this moment in time. Uh, well, Ollie, um, happy birthday for tomorrow, mate. What a day to pick. Yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm nervous as fuck about it. If I'm honest, I can't I, I can't compute it because the the thing is, if we win, my birthday is the greatest day in city's history. If we lose, mm. it's another absolute. I will never celebrate my birthday ever again, ever. Yeah, it's, and I, I suppose you've never high. had that, have you? You've, I, I guess you've never had a game on no. your birthday because no, this it's, is it's always uncharted territory. Yeah, thank, thanks, thanks, Qatar for that. Thank you for <laughs> ruining my twenty fifth potentially. Um, or making it. Or making, or making it. I suppose it. by that point of the night, you'll be too pissed to even worry about anything I, that could make look, or break it. Put it put it this way: if if I'm not hammered out of my school by ten a.m., something's gone wrong. <laughs> 10 a.m. Uh, oh, uh, that, it, it's going to be the minimum, mate. It's going to be the minimum. Um, well, yeah, exactly. That is, I think, how a lot of blues are feeling at the moment. Whatever your poison is, um, just trying to get through it. I always said, like, I, I was always. The Manchester United Cup final was the one I wanted to win, and anything after that was a bonus. I, I take it all back now. Having won that, this is this is what we all want now. Um, we'll get into the we'll get into the sort of the the philosophical questions about City winning the Champions League a little bit later on. But Luke, I'll start with you. Um, obviously, beat United back on Saturday. Now it seems a little bit a while ago, but by all accounts. Um, We've not had any sort of injury news that we may know about. There's obviously been some players in and out of training, resting the legs. Kyle Walker earlier in the week didn't feature in one of the sessions because he's getting on a little bit. But beating United is one thing. Getting through it without any injuries is such one another. Yeah, agreed. I like you say getting on a bit as if he's not only 33. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's still got a good few years to go on in Kyle Walker. Uh, but yeah, touch wood, um, there's not been any injuries so far in, in the team. I, I can imagine Pep taking it quite quite easy within uh, training just going through the motions at the end of the day we've, it's at the end of the season they've all been doing their job their roles now for months and months and months they know mm. it inside out they know what the game plan's going to be um, and let's hope we don't have a, another stage of Pep's overthinking blues let's just go out play as we normally do blow them away and hopefully bring the, bring the title home it, it was. It made me laugh in one of his um, pre-match sort of media duties. He spoke about the the Chelsea game when he didn't start Rodri, and I think we've spoken before about how I personally didn't think that was the major issue why City lost that day. I think there was probably more problems with the setup and Raheem Sterling starting as a striker being one. But Ollie, this is this is so far this season, and again, I'm touching wood. I'm crossing fingers. I'm doing everything I'm putting my palms together and praying to the gods but we haven't seen that sort of that galaxy brain Pep Guardiola have we at least not since probably post World Cup when um, things started to maybe post January post February actually when things really started to click into gear for City it's been it's been pretty rudimentary to be honest which isn't what you usually say about Pep Guardiola in a, in a big season yeah yeah, you kind of like forget that Galaxy Brain Pep exists at times because he's just found this system and settled with it. He's barely changed the lineup because every game has been so important. Um, you know, for example, like you know, twenty twenty one, we were all freaking out because Gundogan was at DM. I think if the lineup came out and Gundogan was at defensive midfield, <laughs> we'd all just go, okay, that we've seen that effect. We, <laughs> yeah. we saw that in a derby this season, for God's mm. sake. Um, so nothing. I don't want to say nothing can surprise me. Because it's Pep, but I, mm. I don't want to say he's grown out of it because I don't think it's as childish as that. I don't think it's anything like that. I just think you know he 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 knows what works for this team. He knows what's gonna what's worked for us these last three months. Um, 
and any deviations from that, um, they're not they're not they're not going to be kind of. Gra- I can't see them being groundbreaking mm. in any way because what, what haven't what we what haven't be, we tried this season? What what do you think would be the most egregious sort of Pep Guardiola overthinking? Like if you would, what would it be tomorrow about when it's UEFA, isn't it? The, the teams come out about. The team's probably already released by this point, the, the the starting eleven. But say whenever the team's released tomorrow, what would be for you the most sort of shocking, the most what the actual fuck are you doing, Pep? Um the the only one that's coming to mind is if you went back to a false nine for some unbeknown reason. But dropped Harland. Could you imagine? Yeah, you I could I, see that I, happening, couldn't you? But, That's but, a big... Yeah, this is this is the thing. I, in my head, I'm going through it and I'm thinking, right, what if he does go to the false nine? But actually, that might make complete sense because he wants midfield capability, wants, wants the runners. Mm. Gundogan's been in the goals. It's... But, you know, that, that's the only thing I can think of where everyone else would be like, what the f- he's, do- he's done it again. But people said that about mm. him when he started putting John Stones at in midfield and John Stones now looks like an absolute world-class midfielder and he's playing like a world-class midfielder. So, you know, mm. Pep Guardiola has done a lot of things to us in the Champions League to, and, he, and he's and he's probably taken 10 years off my life with them. But I don't think anything, <laughs> I don't think anything he can put in that starting 11 tomorrow will, we, will do that because it, it's Pep. And I, yeah. I, at this point, we just have to trust him and just know, and just uh, know Expect him to know what he's doing and not and not fuck it up too much, really. Luke, I'm not going to say he's going to drop Haaland, but Haaland hasn't scored for a while. I think it's going on sort of uh, three or four weeks since his last goal. Um, he didn't score against Real Madrid. He obviously didn't score in the cup final. Julian Alvarez, should he start above Erling Haaland? Yes or no? <laughs> you sound like one of these rag armchair supporters <laughs> at this moment in time. Yeah, no, of course not. He starts. He's the best. He's going to win. If he wins the, if we win the Champions League, he's going to win the Ballon d'Or, in my opinion. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I, I feel like he's he's not probably first name on the team sheet, but he's he's certainly sort of like fourth or fifth. That, that low down? Um, that, that's interesting, actually. So, yeah. What, what, yeah, what yeah, would personally. you say the team sheet like first, second, third, fourth? Who would you go for? Uh, Rodri won. He's 100% the first name on what, my team that? sheet. Uh, I play Rodri <laughs> wherever he wants to play. Honestly, Rodri could do anything. I don't care. He's a, and he's a handsome man as well. What a guy. Yeah, true. Um, I'd probably say John Stones has to be 100% in that team. Uh, you've mm-hmm. got Kevin De Bruyne. I'd go Jack Grealish over Ireland. Honestly, I think yeah, Jack Grealish yeah, yeah. is more crucial to our team and kind of early in Ireland is at times. Yeah. Alvarez, you need to think about it, is who's going to come in and do Jack Grealish's job as well as he does? No one, no one. in my opinion. Whereas early in Ireland, you've got Alvarez, who's probably the second best striker in the Premier League, if not the world. Right? Mm-hmm. But I I don't think he's going to... I don't know why. I'm usually one of the most negative City fans in previous <laughs> years. And I've been so happy. I feel like people get a, uh, like a... A weird image of me. Like, all my mates listening to me on this podcast. I'm coming on and I'm like, oh, we're going to win everything. We're unbelievable. We're the best team in the world. And he's just not usually me. But I just feel like Pep and his team have just given me this confidence where mm. I feel like we're just a bit kind of just going to take it in our stride. Hopefully, we'll, we'll see the teams by now and he's going to go straight as as usual uh, and not drop Ireland. But 
you never know, do you? Yeah, it, it'd be it'd be like it, I think it'd break the internet to be honest when the starting eleven was was uh, revealed. But you know, you could you I'm, I do not want it to happen. I'll clarify, I do not want it to happen. <laughs> but you could see in some universe it's certainly happening. Um, Ollie, a, a more sort of realistic team selection issue is probably what happens with um, I'm not even going to call them fullbacks, the the widest defenders in whatever sort of formation City were playing because Kyle Walker's obviously come back into the team sort of probably from the Arsenal game at the Etihad in, in April and he, he sort of really made a, a stake, staked his claim in that position coincided with Nathan Ake going down injured against Bayern Munich at the Allianz he's been in and out of the team not really played a lot of football Akanji who is rapidly making a case for him to be named signing the season above Haaland above Alvarez 15 16 million pounds whatever it was most uh, most minutes for a Man City defender so far this season do you go um let me think of the the the, the solutions then would you go a kanji left back um Kyle Walker right back like it has been in recent matches would you go Nathan Ake and Kyle Walker or would you go um and I hope not Nathan Ake and a kanji um, even my Kyle Walker agenda of previous podcast episodes can't <laughs> restrict me from um, putting Kyle Walker in this team. That role just seems built for him at that kind of... I, I say right centre-back because it's it's three centre-backs and, and the two wide, they go out. Um, but that role just seems built for him and it's absolutely perfect. I mean, Inter Milan don't possess the same sort of pacing behind us, say Vinicius Jr. did against with Real Madrid. Mm. But Kyle Walker is so adept at reading those situations that I just think you have to have him in. So the debate is Ake or Akanji. I mean, Ake for me, yeah, I, said, I said halfway through the season, he was the player of the season apart from Harlem for me. Um, and up until these last kind of month or so, I said he was the defender of the season until, um, you know, just because he was just been, he's just been so mm. consistent the whole way through. But um you know, you just have to think Akanji is more match fit. He's had more minutes, and that's no fault of Nathan Ake's. But that's what happens at Manchester City. If you go down with an injury, you you could lose your place, and that is you out for the rest of the season, whether you like it or not. Um, mm. And Nathan Ake's had that situation before at this club. You know, um, end of last season, everyone kind of expected him to come in, and then he and and then his injuries just kept keeping out the team. Um, I think though. With how interplay and you know you know they play they play three centre backs they're very wide I mm-hmm. think we kind of could I think we could do with and and obviously the two physical men up front in Jekyll and Lukaku or even Lautaro who's smaller but physical very very physical um, mm. I think you need someone like Kanji who's just got that extra height and just has that extra bit mm. of strength about him no no slight against Nathan Ake because I, I think I think we know I think Pep knows we all know. How good he, how good he is, and how good he's been this year. But Akanji's nicked his spot, and it's unfortunate for Ake. But I think if if he's lifting the Champions League um, on Saturday night, he's not going to care, um, really. Yeah. Yeah, uh, frankly, I don't think anyone would care if they played. Sergio Gomez isn't going to ca- isn't going to care if he's lifting all three trophies, is he? Which and, is um... and then he nicked Gundogan's medal in the FA Cup. Go oh, on, did he? I, I didn't well, even did see it. There, there was there was this thing. Um, because you know how in the comp- in the Prem you get 40 medals and the club just hand them out as they see fit? Yeah. In the FA Cup, they only got 20. So it was the ele- the 11, the nine subs, and then one for the manager as well. So right. I, I, d- I don't know who it was. Sergio Gomez, because obviously De Bruyne and Gundam were the last two up onto the roll box. So yeah. Gomez nicked a medal. And I think 
It was either Scott Carson or Perone who Nick, who got who got De Bruyne's. <laughs> I hope it's Scott Carson. He deserves it. What a yeah. Guy. So yeah. I mean, I think they got handed back down the line to Gundogan and De Bruyne anyway. But um, <laughs> oh. Sergio Sergio Gomez nicking Gundogan's medal. I think I felt I thought that was quite good of him. In, in fairness, Sergio Gomez actually played a decent role in that, yeah. in that FA Cup run, so maybe you had a shout for it. Uh, but, but back to the pressing matters, Luke. Um, it'd be it'd be tough, wouldn't it, on Nathan Ake if he if he wasn't able to play a part in this in this final, given the sort of the contributions he's made to City, even given the sort of contributions he's made throughout the season, and, and he's he feels like he's missed those those crowning moments. Not that he cares. Well, possibly deep down, you want to play in a Champions League final, but it would it would be. Sort of, you feel sorry for him, wouldn't you? Given how classy he's been, if he was shunted out. Um, and, and another question: Do you think he should be? Do you think Akanji should play ahead of him on on Saturday? Yeah, I don't think it's too harsh to kind of mm. say that he, he's being shunned out because he's not really, is he? He's he's being he's not playing because of fitness reasons, because mm-hmm. of form reasons. It's not to do with it with him not playing badly. It's just a case of someone has got that match sharpness. They've been playing constantly, and. A, Akanji was amazing against United again. The amount of times I saw him shield that ball out of play yeah. with that ball in behind, it was a joke. He literally, no one could get, no one could even get round him at all. He just bullied him, like bullied him. And I feel like we do need that little bit more of aggression. Mm. We, we know what they're going to do. They're going to come with probably five in midfield. They're going to come with two up top. They're going to try and hit it into probably Lukaku's chest, Jekyll's chest, chest it down, bring other people into play. We need that physicality. We need to be right tight. And I feel like Ruben Diaz is going to organise the defence. I feel like this is going to be his step up. He's going to really take charge. Um, and then hopefully we'll, we'll bring it home, as I said earlier on. But yeah, if, if Ake does start, I'll be I'll, I'll be mm. sat in, I'll be stood in the fan zone going, yeah, I can see why he's starting. If he's not starting, I'll, I'll be sat in the fan zone going, yeah, I can understand why he's not starting. Yeah. At the end of the yeah. day, we, 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 we've got the dream of a lineup dilemma where either side, I'm pretty happy to be honest with mm. you. Mm. It, it does feel that way, doesn't it? It does feel like the, the squad is, is if you can ever have a complete squad, um, and I don't necessarily think Cities is, I still think we sort of wanted to see players light in certain areas, but it does feel like, you know, that first 18 players is is as good as it probably could get. Um, that will do for part one. Join us very quickly as we have a, uh, a little ad break. We'll be on the other side of it. Stay there. We're in the home straight, folks, so gear up for a mammoth two weeks of cup finals by stocking up with Beer Monster. It's the best place to find all your household ale names at refreshingly low prices. And as a dedicated City Report podcast listener, you can grab an extra £5 off all orders with the code CityPod05. That's CityPod05 for an extra fiver off all orders. UK only, 18 and over, drink responsibly. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. The final time you'll hear me saying that before tomorrow's match, if you haven't already, please go back and listen to all of the shows we've put out this week. There's been some fantastic stuff. Um, Yesterday, in particular, we had two Italian football journalists on speaking about Inter Milan. If you're wondering why we aren't covering them in too much detail, um, we'll take a quick diversion away from tomorrow's game quickly we had a question earlier in the week from mcfc ads on twitter it was uh after we recorded the listener special so shoehorn it in here but um ollie i'll throw it to you first he they, they basically asked us if you can be asked asking this on one of the pods this week what's your favorite oasis tune oh oh that is a great question um 
and you've been put on the spot as uh, well. If, uh, yeah, right. I'll, I'll, I'm going to have to say two. You know, of all the kind of big, That's bigger fine. hits. Say three if you want. Yeah, I mean, of all the bigger hits, you've, I think the crown, the, the two, yeah, I'm going to say three, of the two kind of crowning songs that <laughs> I always say. Just I mean, I mean <laughs> you, you could, but I mean, of the, of the big ones, Live Forever and Champagne Supernova, for me, they are just yeah. songwriting, Oasis's songwriting at its finest. Um, but the other one I want to give a shout out to is Roll It Over. I saw Liam Gallagher last summer and he put it back in the set for the first time, I think in 15, 20 years that song's been played live. And it's just the most magical experience hearing that song. Like it was, it's been one of my favourites ever since I discovered who Oasis mm. were. That song, um, so roll it over for me as well. Has got to be in that top three. Yeah, big track, big track. Um, Luke, your entries into the uh, City Report podcast uh, Oasis Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, wait. Well, I mean, it's slide away. I mean, there's only one answer in my yeah, opinion, and it is slide away. I've I've seen Liam five times now. I think since he's made his comeback, I've I've yeah. never seen Noel live just because I'm, I'm a Liam fanboy. Um, but yes, yeah, <laughs> slide, slide away is just the one in it. As soon as it comes in live, you just know what's happening. Mm. And then you, you've got to also talk about Morning Glory as well, aren't you? As soon as yeah, soon, as soon as you hear the opening, as you, the crowd goes wild. I mm. go wild. It's just such good. Um, but I mean Liam Gallagher he just puts on a great show doesn't he he might not write all the songs but I don't care he's he's the one I go to see personally the, 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 the thing with Liam and I'll make this quick is that you, you know what you're getting with him you know I, I'm, not, I'm not a big Noel fan I don't particularly like a lot of his solo stuff and that cover of uh, Love Will Tear Us Apart was absolutely shocking <laughs> God, that was awful 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 but, you know, you. I mean, I mean, Liam Gallagher is just—he's one of the last true rock stars left, and he just puts on a brilliant mm. show. And he says he's and he says he's doing it for the kids now, for all the people who didn't get to see Oasis twenty, thirty years ago, and he still puts the same energy in. So, you know, and he and he's sounding wait, wait, are great. We, are we the kids? Apparently, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> oh my god, 20, 24, We're all we're all like twenty four, twenty five. I know. We? We're the no, kids no. now. I know. That's I know. I know. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, I, I agree with all of those shouts, to be honest. I'm going to throw a couple of um, sort of, not necessarily B-sides, but I'm going to go for Married With Children as a sort of a, a slower one. I think that was an absolute class tune from the first album. Um, rock and Roll Star as well. Um, and mm, Bonehead's Bank Holiday. Um, mm. Shout out to anyone who, lo- who loves that. It's an absolute belter. So I think we've got a, a good collection there for, for MCFC ads. And maybe, maybe we should do a playlist. Maybe we should just make a City Report playlist. Um, that'd be good. Right, okay. Um, back to the football then. Um, a little bit of a halftime break. They, they should get us doing the halftime show at the Champions League, shouldn't they? That would be uh, much better than whatever dross they probably decide to roll out tomorrow. But um, Luke, I'll, I'll start with you. This is, I mean, you and I have spoke at length, Ollie as well, at length about how the Champions League just doesn't do it for us in terms of the other competitions. There are plenty of City fans listening to this show who, for them, it is, you know, seeing City win a Champions League would be the crowning moment. But given we're this close, and and I'm trying to think back to 2021 when we made the first one, and I think it was just sort of all the hysteria surrounding it. Obviously, we'd just come out of COVID as well. Um, I wasn't able to go over to the match. Only a few hundred people were in the stadium. It didn't feel like a Champions League final. And I think that maybe helped with the sort of getting over the defeat, coping with it and sort of putting it to one side and saying, okay, fair enough. Again, it was against an English team. I know John Ashley spoke about that on Wednesday's show as well. But this is against Inter Milan. They've won three European Cups before. 
It's in it's in Istanbul, which is obviously a bugger to get to, but it is you know revered as one of the destinations in Europe. Well, just about half half of it's in Asia, but it's this feels to me anyway. It feels much different. It feels much more important. And I don't know if that's because we've already got the two trophies in the bag and we could do the treble, but it feels like what people tell you a Champions League final should feel like, or what the Champions League should feel like at least. I think it's pretty mental as well because we're saying it now and I agree with you. It does feel like a Champions League final. I'm absolutely buzzing. I've been buzzing mm. for the past week. As soon as I managed to get my ticket, obviously I had a bit of a stressing because I was I was abroad trying to get my ticket. Constantly, <laughs> where's me cold? Where's me cold? It's in me yeah. junk. It's in me junk. <laughs> managed, I managed to get it. And then, but I, I feel like it's going to be the same case. If we do lose and this is going to get clipped and all the people are going to be like, what are you mm. saying, what are you saying? Mm. A week later, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to care Yeah, agreed, agreed. Yeah, I just don't think I'm, I'm going to be that bothered. But if we do win, it's going to be the same. And in a week's time, I'm just going to be like, yeah, we, we did it. It's going mm. to be amazing. Um, it's a weird one being a City family for Champions League because it's just not, it's just not me. It's not how I see football. I see football as, you win your domestic league and you are the best team in England. That's what you should want to do. Mm. Winning a knockout competition, Anyone can do it. Anyone can turn up for six games a year. Um, but turning up for all 38 is a different sort of level, yeah. in my opinion. Um, but yeah, it, it does have that big game for you, though. I, I do appreciate that. It is a big game for you. Like, I've been talking to all my mates. We're all ready to go out there and just have a big, big, big have a non-alcoholic party um, <laughs> based on that stadium. Can't wait to meet you for a non-alcoholic beverage anyway. Eh, yeah, we'll be, we'll, we'll, we'll be having a, uh, a water on the concourse about <laughs> 10 minutes in when City are 2-0 down from an Edin Dzeko brace. But um, Ollie, Ollie, do you think it, it is because City have those two trophies that this feels as big as it is? Or, or is this sort of... Is this sort of where City are meant to be? This is how we should be feeling. Would, would it be the same had we lost against United and obviously we would have not had the chance to do the treble? Or would it have been the same if we hadn't won the league? Because again, I, I feel like winning the Champions League is one thing, but as we've seen with Chelsea over the years, as we've seen with other clubs in, in Europe who, who aren't the best team in Europe, but they managed to, to win the trophy and, and are crowned quote-unquote kings of Europe. But when you win your league, when you win your, your most prestigious domestic cup, and then you could win the Champions League, it just gives it a whole new dimension, doesn't it? 100%. I mean, if, if we'd lost on uh, last weekend to United in the FA Cup final, it would have been a cruel summer in hiding for every single City fan starting that afternoon. Um, mm. You know, I, I, I certainly wouldn't have been anywhere near as excited as I am for this. But also... Not only is it the fact that we could do the treble and take away that last scrap of hope that Man United fans have in life, um, but also the fact that you look at the runs that he went on in this competition. You know, knocking out, not knock, knocking out like big clubs, Bayern mm. Munich, Real Madrid. You know, absolute a, t- a team who have dominated this competition since its inception, and Bayern Munich, who are one of the biggest football clubs in the world always been a thorn in our side in this competition and we just dealt with them like they were nothing at the Etihad we just they were not they were they didn't register on our scale at the Etihad almost in those two mm-hmm. home legs um you know and, and especially after last year you know going out to Real Madrid the way we did it just felt bigger it felt seismic almost um so the, the whole circumstance of it is just it just feels so much bigger than last time and I remember 2021 I was, you know, we were all, we would all just come out of an awful year and a half, two years in lockdown. Um, I've said before in our group chat, that's about some bad news I had around the time of the Champions mm. League last year in the final. 
and it was and it just wasn't a great time. You know, it was quite easy to get over because it was just like, okay, it doesn't really matter. And That's then it. you know, yeah. And then and then you, and then you look and then you look two years later, and it just means so. It just had just mean that bit more when the crowd is is going to be there when it's you know been this incredible run. And it wasn't like and City's run in twenty twenty one was incredible. You know, knocking knocking out PSG, the comeback against Dortmund. Mm. Um, you know, City were fantastic that season. But, you know, it just means that bit more when you can see these games and, you know, when you can see the what it means to people on the night, in the crowd. Um, I think this will change City's relationship with the Champions League, Reg- regardless of what happens in, tomorrow night. I think it will change City, City's relation, City fans' relationship with it because it's we've almost been there now. We've almost done it twice. You know, we've knocked out some huge teams on our way to both of our finals. But, you know... I think this is going to be the thing that it just finally might make City's fans stop this pathetic booing of the anthem and start mm. to maybe appreciate this competition. Not as much as the Premier League, because the Premier League for me, like you two, it's the bread and butter. That is what makes you the best team in, in the country. That is what makes you one of the best teams in Europe. But um, I think whatever happens, I think we'll all be a, I think we'll all be a bit more desperate to win that Champions League come in the future. And but th- but then again. You know, you look at the reactions of some City fans being asked, would you have rather won the FA Cup or the Champions League? And everyone said the FA Cup against United. I said the FA Cup against United on this podcast. And if you and it, and it, and if the option and if it, that was still the choice, win the FA Cup against United in the way we did and lose and lose on Saturday, I'd take that FA Cup all day long. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm just looking now. Obviously, we've, a lot has been said about City's run to the final, but but should City go on and beat Inter on Saturday, then that would be 24 European Cups shared between the team City have beaten at some point during this run, going back to Borussia Dortmund, going back to, obviously, um, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Inter Milan. If City get across the line, Luke, this is the best Champions League winning run of all time, surely. Because I, I remember Liverpool in 2005 and Liverpool weren't a great team in 2005 and they didn't play great teams during their, their run. I remember, um, who's won it recently then? Chelsea, for example. You know, They had a, an okay-ish uh, Real Madrid team, but it wasn't the Real Madrid team that has recently won trophies. They had an okay-ish Atletico Madrid team. It wasn't the Atletico Madrid team that had won um, trophies in, in uh, La Liga anyway. So, you know, you're looking at these teams and granted Bayern Munich were having an off-season. Real Madrid are obviously in transition. But the issue for City has always been that not necessarily on the pitch um, quality and comparisons, it's been that feeling off the pitch that they can't shake it with these big boys of European football. Well, we've shown them now that we can. And it's just one more game, isn't it? It's one more game to sort of to etch yourself in history, I suppose. Yeah, no, I agree. This is this is a little bit why I, I don't like the Champions League, though, because mm. if you compare it to like our run versus Inter's run, it's chalk yeah. and cheese, and it's yeah. mental, and, and they can come away with a winner's trophy, and everyone just forget about the teams we're beating on the way. At the end of the day, if you don't win, if you don't win the Champions League, people just forget about it, because at the end of the day, you're not the winners, and it's just one of them where you can have a great run, but if you don't turn up on the night, you don't turn up on the night. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like it, we might have, like, we're probably going to have the greatest run to a win if we do win it. But I still, unless we have an unbelievable final with some unbelievable moments, they're probably not going to be the best moments of the Champions League. You're looking mm. at probably Drogba's um, Chelsea header against Bayern Munich. For me, that's the one that really sticks out for mm. me because Chelsea had a sh- they were getting battered by Bayern and then mm. he just pulled it out of the bag. And then obviously the penalty as well. 
pinnacle was it was it when it like the last game of his career for Chelsea yeah 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 absolute pinnacle moment at the Champions League stuff like that but I kind of wanted to counteract Ollie's point a little bit where he's saying about falling in love with the Champions League if we do win it I think it's going to do the opposite I think it's going to send us a complete other way oh interesting yeah there's there's so many City fans that I know that I've been talking to you know they're diehards they've been they're from Moss side they've been to Main Mm. Road and all this type a lot of it is we need to win it once. And I feel like once we win it once, it's just going to go away. Because if you think about it, a lot of City's problems with the Champions League is not to do with the Champions League. It's to do with UEFA. And UEFA mm. is still just as bad. No matter if we win the competition, if we don't, it's still going to be the same boat. So for me personally, as a City fan, I'm not going to fall over Champions League by winning it once. I'm still going to go back and look forward to Fulham at home and see, <laughs> seeing a 400 Fulham fans to my right in the, in the sand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I can see what you mean about it being the, the greatest run as well. I mean, it, we are going to, this team is going to go down in full court if we do win it. And I think personally, they deserve it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, you, this... you, you look at what this city side have achieved this season and it just, the, the constant, it's been, it's, it's almost like they've been fighting against themselves for like up until late February and then they just clicked into gear and it just, it all fell into place from there. Um, Whatever, whatever happens with this City team, we'll all have fond memories of them. But, you know, if they go and win the treble, then it's the ultimate kind of... I mean, I mean, you've said it before, you've said it before Amos. I, I, I think I've said it as well. It, football will mean less next season if we've won the mm. treble. It won't matter as much because we can just say, well, we've done it all. You know, yes, yes, mm. OK, it's not having done it all in one season, but we've won four Carabao Cups in a row. You know, we've won, we've won six in my lifetime. We, and, you know, topping it off with a treble a couple of years after after and all of that three in a row as well it's just mm. every every kind of hurdle that people keep throwing at city oh win win the premier league okay win another one okay now you got to do it back to back okay you've done it with 100 points you've done it with this we, okay do three in a row okay now do the treble we'll have ticked it all off you know it's it's yeah. it, it really is it, you know it, it is like jay from the in between us football i've completed it mate <laughs> it, re- it really is isn't it <laughs> Like yeah. the, the, this is this is the stakes we're at at the moment, and I, th- and I think that's why I think we will appreciate the Champions League a bit more because it just it won't mean as much to have to go and win it. There won't be that di- desire inside to we must win this to prove ourselves. It's okay. I can now just enjoy this as another game of football between what it should be two of Europe's best teams. It just it, it takes away a bit of the sentimentality and replaces it with more just okay. It's a football match that I can appreciate. So. Mm-hmm. It, it's hard. It's hard to kind of comprehend still, and we're less than twenty four hours away. Yeah, and, and I suppose we probably won't be able to comprehend what it means exactly until you know we know whether City will winners or losers. If if City are losers, then obviously that that challenge to win one is still there. If City are winners, who knows? Maybe you know, Luke, you and I, maybe everyone else who's listening to this who hasn't had that connection with the Champions League suddenly go. You know, well, that was class. That was that was superb. Maybe it happens. I don't know. For some reason, Liverpool fans have it. Maybe we will one day. I don't know. But but you're right, Ollie. These these really are the halcyon days. And 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 you know, regardless of your opinions on the competition, the days to remember because the we know for a fact they don't last forever. And it's a it's a short time at the top. These people coming after you. Newcastle are regrouping. United, like it or not, have got a manager with a touch of competency. Chelsea look like they're going to spend big again, and and that doesn't mean everything. But they'll be back up there. Um, Arsenal looking good. Liverpool have have started signing some decent players. So 
who knows, maybe next year we're, we are all scratching around mid-table and thinking, oh God, do you remember what it was like 12, 12 months ago? And, and maybe that's the case. But I think for anyone who is uh, not yet sort of plugged into this mode, just enjoy it because I, I don't think this will be, this isn't going to last forever. And, and um, unlike the Oasis song, it definitely won't live forever, but the memories will, the memories will anyway. Um, Luke, before we, we get out of here, anything else to add before um, before tomorrow's game? Obviously, we'll be back next week covering the result and, and hopefully, fingers crossed, a subsequent trophy parade in some detail. But um, firstly, for me, enjoy your trip, but anything else to add before we go? Well, hopefully I'll see you over there, Amos, but just I'm remember, sure you on our way to, to Istanbul. Istanbul. <laughs> Whoa, in a bicycle blue. I hope there's people Whoa. joining in their cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make sure you, you don't crash. I don't want it. If, no, you yeah, just had it no. if you just had yeah, a crash, I'm, it isn't down to us. Yeah, no liability. For <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, but a yeah. pleasure, mate. Thank you very much for having me, as always. No worries. Remember your sun cream. Um, Ollie, anything else to add before we bounce? Uh, just a thanks to you and Adam for inviting me on this podcast, to be honest. Now we're at the end of the season. Oh, mate, it's, don't be daft. It, it, it's, been, it's been enjoyable, and I hope it continues. And I hope we're all, you know, whether it, whether whether it's those of us who are in Istanbul, those in our group chat, whatever, I just hope it's a great time mm. on, on tomorrow night, to be honest, because... Frankly, I can't afford it not to be. <laughs> but um, no, <laughs> but uh, it, no. Just th- thanks for having me on this podcast and all year. It's been fantastic, and I can't wait for whether it's next week or two weeks or whenever I'm back on. Absolute pleasure. No worries about that. And, and a big thank you to anyone who's tuned in to any episode this year. It's been it's been a roller coaster ride covering the club this year, and and hopefully, fingers crossed, that the best is still yet to come. Who knows? But if it isn't Manchester Derby winning the FA Cup final, Premier League win will do us nicely. Here's hoping there's another one just around the corner. 24 hours or so, maybe we'll be jumping up and down. And uh, and yeah, um, you can either join us next week for a big party or sort of collective sorrow. That's We'll wait and see what's to come. But um, until next time, thank you very much. We'll see you later. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply, see mcdonalds.com. 